What's up world? Willie from the Other Side of Hell podcast. This is Cameron. He's the good looking one. If you'd like to see more of him, please subscribe, like, leave us a comment. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can see more of Cameron at the Other Side of Hell 101. And if you would like to talk to Cameron, you can email him at theothersideofhell at gmail.com. Don't forget, our worth the work and we will see you on the other side. We at the Other Side of Hell podcast are not therapists, doctors, or counselors. We're just two guys who've been through hell and come out the other side. Please be aware, we may talk about drinking and drugging in detail. Anyone struggling with addiction may find this triggering. Our goal is to share our stories, explore our struggles, and connect with others through our experience. Remember, we are not alone. There is hope, and together we can get better. What's up, world? I'm Willie. And I am Cameron. And welcome to the Other Side of Hell podcast. Yes, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? You're, we're goofy today. It's yeah, it's like we like to have fun. Yeah, it's nice. It's good to be back. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, oh, man. Vibing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been kind of a fun little morning. Yeah, I feel like uh, I like it when we get an opportunity to get the wiggles out, get the wiggles out, get some accomplishments in, accomplish yeah. a thing or two. Yeah, we and we did this morning, huh? <laughs> Oh, Willie. Really? Yeah, we did. We accomplish and, a lot throughout each and every day, don't yeah. we? And so that's why I thought maybe we should talk about that very thing. What the thing? Ac- accomplishments. Oh, okay. You know, I think yeah, it's let's important. Talk about it. Yeah, it's important. I think it's a great topic. I think it, um, it's it's worth mentioning. It's because it gets fucking confusing sometimes. Like, what do you do with them? How do you stay humble? How do you how do you appreciate your accomplishments without you know, getting overzealous or mm-hmm. not being proud of them, you know, yeah. and all those things. So, yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about accomplishments because I've had a few and I've had, you know, I've, I've had some setbacks also, as, sure. as you may know. So anyway, what uh, what do you think about accomplishments? I, I like what it. Comes like, to mind? I, it's funny. I think the biggest thing about what what you said is is trying to celebrate our accomplishments whilst and I'll say whilst because I like to say whilst trying to celebrate our accomplishments whilst remaining humble yeah because I think that it it, it can be confusing like I know for me I've had different times where I've accomplished certain things personally and I'll put it out there to celebrate you know, say, hey, look at this milestone I've I've hit. But there's also this part of me that's like, wait, am I am I bragging? Yeah. Or am I celebrating a win? You know, and I think that it can be difficult to to distinguish the difference between the two mm-hmm. because there is a difference. Yeah. Generally, it's what my motivation is. You know, yeah, what, great point. So, so that's I mean that's that's kind of what I think about when we talk about accomplishments. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the great things about you know meetings and and recovery in large especially we're learning and seeing all over uh instagram and and the social media recovery movement are these celebrations of time mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. where we came from like traditional 12-step uh you know you would have 30 days 60 days 90 days six months nine months a year 18 months and then every year after that you kind of celebrate but we're seeing now people are celebrating 
you know, four months, they're celebrating two months, they're celebrating 12 days, they're celebrating mm -hmm. a thousand 500 days. 500 days. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, I, the weirdest thing I saw the other day was an 11 month chip. Yeah, well, it was a chip. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, though, congratulations. Right? Yeah. But it was, I, I was like, I've never seen that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. These, these, and that's what they are. They're accomplishments, right? right? Because mm -hmm. we go through and we do something that's super hard. Like, I don't know, change everything about your life. Right. Maybe giving up alcohol or food or, you know, doing, doing some difficult thing. And then, and, and how do we, how do we go about celebrating that? Which I think is, is a great point. You know, how do we go about celebrating these things? Um, one of the things that happened to me recently was I just wasn't feeling great. Mm -hmm. And and we get that way, right? Like it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies and, and happy, joyous. And for no particular reason, I have zero reason today to be uh, upset about anything or ungrateful about anything. But uh, there's a, a natural tendency to sometimes just not be high vibration. Sure. You know? And when I get in that space, a lot of times I won't recognize I'm in that space until I'm in it for a period of time and, and coming out of it takes work. And so I was walking around my house. I was feeling a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say depressed, but I wasn't vibing. Melancholy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a little melancholy, which mm -hmm. I don't like to be. Sure. I don't like to yeah. be in that space of melancholy. And, um, throughout my recovery process, there has been some amazing accomplishments and I don't really know how to express um my pride in those things without this this thing in the back of my head saying you need to shut up about this accomplishment you don't need to tell anybody about it you don't need to talk about it but you know some of those things were like the races that i've done mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and uh i started uh my first my very first half marathon um you know it was 13.1 mile run and I finished it. I gave that medal to my mom. Oh, right on. You know, yeah. my very first one because she believed in me first. And and then I've done several after that, but they hang right where I go from the living room into my kitchen. They're hanging on the wall there. My medals, my kids' medals, Avery's medals, all of our medals are hanging there from all these different races. And um, I felt like, wow, I just kind of stepped back and looked at that mm -hmm. and was kind of in awe that those were mine. Right. And I, and I was detached from the emotion of like really feeling the accomplishment that comes along with how much work it took for me to get those medals, because it's not necessarily the day of the race, you know, it was all the work up to that race. Mm -hmm. And then it was completing that race, com you know, finishing it to the point where I got the medal where I earned the medal, honestly. And so I put them all on and, and just wore all of them at the same time. I love and that. Just kind and of just went through and big pimp. And I can see you walk around the house <laughs> with like all these medals. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I put a little video on my Instagram, just a, a couple of seconds, but, uh, you know, I, I struggle with celebrating that stuff. Yeah. I struggle with, uh, putting it out there and I'm not exactly sure why, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's probably some, some part of me that maybe selfishly doesn't think I deserve it or 
that there's still this habitual idea that I'm still a little bit phony from, from my past, you mm-hmm. know, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important to go back and, and measure backwards so that we can see how far we've come. Right. I like that measure backwards. Mm-hmm. So metals are great. Chips are great. That's what, that's what the chips are for. Mm-hmm. Remind you, you fuck you in 30 days. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, as you're, as you're talking about that, you know, I'm thinking about like getting these metals and, and, you know, it's funny because there is that, like, how do you, how do you celebrate it without seeming boisterous? Right. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that in a time where I'm feeling down and I'm, you know, I'm discouraged for whatever reason, you know, and like you said, like every now and again, we're probably just going to get that way. And Mm -hmm. there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, and it definitely doesn't have to mean the end of the world because that's where my mind wants to go. Like, you know, I want to catastrophize it and make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. But, you know, we're going to have those moments. And so obviously in a moment like that, it is very important to step back and really take a look at these things. In your case, you know, these races, these accomplishments that you have very visual, um, you know, representation of in these medals. And so I think that that seems like a very obvious moment where we can celebrate that. But I think, you know, I, I recognize what you're saying when you say that there's that little part of you in the back of your mind that's like, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> and I think that I, you know, I have that too, where, you know, that part of me will, will say, yeah, but yeah, but you accomplished it, but you, you didn't, didn't do it that fast. You didn't do it fat. You didn't do it perfect. You didn't do it, you know, well enough. You didn't do it in the right space. It didn't look exactly like you wanted it to or or whatever, because, you know, like that's just the nature of the disease. It will find something wrong with everything. Like, you know, it's not happy unless I'm hating myself, even in a win. Right. Yeah. So it's like I, 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 too, you know, have these things that I can look back on and say, wow, I did that. It's pretty amazing. But I, I will always have that part of me that that wants to belittle it, you know, Isn't that crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it it's par for the course. Right. Yeah. It, it just comes with the territory. But I love what you say about measuring backwards because, you know, I can look around my house and see various things that I've accomplished. Like in my case, like I sort of have um, a picture board, you know, that shows a lot of pictures of, you know, maybe some of the different projects and adventures that I've been able to be a part of, you know, since being in recovery and sort of going after and chasing after this dream of mine, right? And it's important for me to look at that and say, wow, like, that's amazing. As opposed to those times, maybe especially like when I was sobering up and first getting sober, where I would look around the pieces of my life and see, you know, like uh, a dented fender and, you know, a, a hole in the wall or, you know, just a shitty relationship with this individual and see all the signs of the disease, you know, working in my life. And, and now it's the stark opposite, right? Like I get to look around and see the solution in all these different things. And, and I think as long as I'm celebrating the solution, that, that there's nothing wrong with that. How can there be, right? right. And the solution is in the amount of days that have, that have occurred because I've stacked those one by one. I've stacked those one day at a time. And if I'm stacking them one day at a time, and it continues to be positive and leading me in a positive direction. And there is nothing wrong with celebrating 
however many days, you know, I have clean. Right. And so I, I think that when we talk about accomplishments, it is important to remember that, you know, as long as I have the proper motivation around sharing that information, that there's nothing wrong with celebrating our accomplishments. It's, it's appropriate. It's necessary. It's, it's a must for me, you know. Yeah, well, I know also, like, I, I love I love what you just shared. Like, I got a lot out of your share just now. And what, what comes to mind is I have to remember that I have this deep-seated low self-esteem, mm-hmm. right? And so for, for me to go out and share an accomplishment with somebody, my first initial reaction is that you don't care, right? right. And, and that's just not true. You know, if, if I take a look at the people that are in my life, and their accomplishments and how much I enjoy their accomplishments, Mm -hmm. I have to kind of go, okay, like despite how I feel about myself on a deep level, right? Because it, and, and don't get me wrong. This is, I'm so much better than I've ever been. Right. It's not like I just run around hating myself all the time. now. Right. Right. I used to be bad. Oh yeah. Used to be really bad. Um, but I enjoy your wins. Right. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the wins of the people that share their stories on our show. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I enjoy the people on Instagram and seeing their wins and the looks on their faces. And because I know what that feels like. Right. right? And so I have to go through and I have to think like maybe this other person is really enjoying my win as well. Mm -hmm. And I have to take everything at face value or else I will like I'm I'm naturally a negative person. You know, for me to for me to automatically believe in positivity is not natural for me. That takes work. And so um, when when they share their win and I share my win and they go, good job, that's that's fucking great. You're inspiring me. I'm doing better. Um, You know, I have to believe that at face value and, and take it as what it is. Right. My accomplishments stacked over the last nine years have created a person that people are willing to listen to. Mm hmm. You know, and what a great thing to, to, to be, regardless of how that monster in the back of my mind tries to convince me, like, eh, not necessarily, like, yeah, but but what about, like, you know, you didn't do this perfect, you the know? The yeah buts, man. The yeah buts, mm-hmm. you know, always got to go down the yabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> don't, don't go down the yabbit hole. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, accomplishments, like I, I was wondering as you were, as you were sharing, like what, cause I'd like to, I'd like to hear the process of accomplishment in your life. Mm-hmm. Like what is aside from recovery or recovery and process? Like we know a lot about, um, your, your journey into sobriety, what got you sober, sure. how you stayed sober, but what, what's another accomplishment in your life that you're proud of that? you know, you can, you can look back and you can kind of see the, the, um, the, the marks of, of success throughout that journey. Like what comes to mind when I ask you to yeah, share? I mean, immediately is, uh, just going back to school, you know, like, cause I, I, I was 32, you know, and decided <laughs> I was going to go back to school and that's not an easy thing, but I, I, you know, I, I realized in sobriety that it was, it was not too late for me, you know, like at some point I had decided that, that it was, that I was, you know, too far past that. I was too old. 
I was too everything, right? And not enough of everything as well. Like, yeah. you know, I was too old. I was not good enough, not talented enough. And, and, um, and, uh, and so, you know, I finally just, after I think I, I had close to a year of sobriety, it felt like the next right thing, right? Like I just, I just knew that I was going to, I was going to need to continue growing and that that was the way to do it. And to go back to school at that age and have some professors that were younger than me, you know, and, and to be humble enough to still be teachable and to, you know, really sort of go down that journey, like was fascinating, you know, um, I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity and then, you know, graduating with a bachelor's degree and, and, and you know, taking those steps towards a, a brand new career and a brand new sort of life for myself as far as my profession goes um, was was huge, was huge for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like it's 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 something I never thought that I would see. Like, it's so funny because I the, the parallels are everywhere. Right. Like I can look at my disease and I can look at, you know, the the. Uh, the negativity and just the toxic, you know, poisonous nature of the disease in my activities and my actions and everything. And, and think that I never, I never thought that I would find myself in that place. I just never thought that that was going to be a part of my story or my existence or my being. And once I was in that place, I never thought that I would be out. And I never thought that, that you know where I am now like having a degree and and having a new career and and having a wife you know and having all this would also be a part of my story it was also something I couldn't see for myself you know so life continues to surprise me and it's funny because I don't think that I would have one without the other right Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't have everything that I have now had I not had everything that I didn't have before you know and so I'm, you know, it's, it's just, it's funny the way that life leads you. And, 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 and I'm grateful that I trust enough sometimes, not all the time, but I trust enough in whatever, you know, the universe, a power greater than myself, just life in general to, to kind of fill in the blanks for me and, and go with it, you know? Yeah. And, and put in the effort. Yeah. Finding that journey to, to self-reliance and like believing in yourself enough to have some accomplishments is such a fucking trip, man. Mm -hmm. It's so, so crazy that I can get so far off the path as far as being able to do anything for myself. That's good. Trying to stay safe, right? Like I'll fucking just try to stay safe in all the things that I do. You know, that's what I did with drugs and alcohol. I was trying to stay safe. I was trying to stay, uh, protected from you know whatever whatever trauma i was dealing with comfortable you know i i just couldn't deal with being in my own fucking skin because i didn't have any direction or or identity as far as who i was and what i wanted to do and the things that i was doing at a deep level i knew were not good for me i knew at a deep level at some point when the party changed from the point where I was bragging about how much I was using and drinking to the point where I was lying about how much I was using and drinking. Mm-hmm. And I crossed that invisible line from recreational use into addiction. And I became dependent upon putting chemicals into my body. You know, I lost track of anything that I thought 
I could accomplish throughout my life. And I lost track of any personal identity. I became my disease. And I just fed that fucking thing and fed that fucking thing because I got so afraid of what it was going to be like without it that that became my main focus, you know? And I, and I know that that is in itself the essence of the disease of addiction is feed the fucking monster, right? And so getting to a point where we could accomplish 24 hours sober, right? And I did it through fucking pain. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't get sober because I was like, oh, I just want a better life. I just, fuck my, I didn't want to hurt anymore. You right. know, it, it, it got so fucking to the other side that I was like, God, I just don't want to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And that pain brought me to a point of accomplishment, right? An hour turned into a day. Right. And that day turned into a week. And even though the insanity, the, the thinking and, and the process of, of just hating on myself and it being difficult was still there, I was still accomplishing sobriety, mm-hmm. you know. And, and through a little bit of time, getting with another guy and working a program in sobriety, you know, that gave me more accomplishments. You know, I've, I've shared before that, you know, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous was the first thing I remember completing, honestly, right in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so big for me to do that because uh, I needed some wins. I needed some stuff that that gave me self-esteem. Right. You know, mm-hmm. my, my behavior outside in the addiction world, in active addiction, was so, so just negative and violent and all those things that I needed something that was going to give me self-esteem, that was going to give me uh, belief in myself, that was going to make me feel proud. And the cool thing about it was, was like I could go... And I did step one with my sponsor and then I went to a meeting and I shared about it and people celebrated with me. Right. You know, and that helped build my self-esteem. And that's what, that's what doing these accomplishments and having accomplishments do for me, you know, is if I can get out of the way of my, my, uh, negative self, my, my disease, the, the part of me that hates on me all the time, if I can get away from that and move into the part of me that loves myself and that builds self-esteem and I can, I can live in that area. The accomplishments that I have are beneficial to my spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, what's so great about it. You, you know, you go into school, it wasn't just you going to school, you know, that was you building on your spirituality, right? It was you building on your career. It was you building on your finances. It was building on your personality and accomplishing hard things do all that for us and it makes it uh you know i think it makes it like it's like a a cheap insurance or or insurance for relapse Mm. yeah yeah you know when we go out and we accomplish these things in our journey and we recognize that what we've done is hard you know that gets us a little bit safer from when the idea comes up, eh, maybe a drink wouldn't be so bad. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. We have a lot more to lose in that instance, right? When we stack up those accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like, I like what you said about insurance because it's it, it becomes a lot easier to avoid relapse when I can look at what's happening in my life and recognize that I am succeeding. Like, I am, you know, I am doing things I never thought that I would do. 
Like, so why would I want to fuck that up? You know, and and it's very important, obviously, in that instance to have no illusions that that's what will happen. Like, you know, if I would have had a drink that first year into school, it would have been over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and I have no doubts about that. Um, Just because I've I've experienced it, I've seen it, I have evidence of that, you know. Um, But I, I really like what you said, because when when going through recovery and sort of getting into the 12 steps and doing that and, and maybe getting, you know, 30 days, like it was the first win, right? Mm -hmm. It was the very first thing that I could celebrate in a long, long time, you know, that I could look at and be like, wow, I actually, I actually did it. Like maybe I'm not as fucking worthless as I thought. And it gives me a little bit more self-esteem to do the next, right? And so I keep building on all these small things, even if it's just one day at a time, and I get the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, going to school was like something I had so put out of my mind, just just fantasy at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But I had also done all these hard things leading up to that point. Like, another thing that I was, that I had also done and that I, obviously continue to do is is i had lost a bunch of weight in that time period right so i had um you know as soon as i i got 30 days i started exercising i started eating right and by the time i got around to going to school i had already lost i think like 70 pounds Mm -hmm. and so that was another win right like i was and, and so i had this momentum from sobriety from losing weight that i had this confidence in myself that, you know what, maybe I can go to school. Like, maybe I can, like, you know, chase that dream. Like, maybe it's not too late. Like, what what's stopping me? Right. And so I think that the momentum that we get from celebrating these wins, even if it is quietly to ourselves, right? Like, I can go to bed each night and celebrate the fact that I, I, I went to bed sober. Right. Know? And maybe that's all I get to celebrate that day. Like, the truth is, it's it's probably not, but I'm sure there are days where that's the only good thing I have that day. <laughs> but it's still a fucking good thing, yeah. you know? Like, it's still such a great thing, and I can still build on that momentum each day and say, wow, you know what? Like, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing better than I think I am, which is usually the case, <laughs> you know? And again, yeah. like, use that to fuel the next hard thing, the next thing that I didn't think I'd be able to do, that that, you know, I'm probably wrong about because I've been wrong about a lot of shit up to this point. So let's just do it. You know, especially positivity, right? Like so wrong about positive outcomes. Everything. So so much of the time. Yeah. Everything good. I was so wrong about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't get sober. Nothing will be good when I get sober, you know? Yeah. But you know, you, you kind of touched a little bit on those small wins and that's what it, that's what it takes, right? Like, like anything that that we build in our lives comes from a series of small wins and and small failures you oh know? sure and 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 if you never waste a good failure then then even that failure becomes a, a little win and learning learning from our mistakes and you know one of the things that i have to remember as far as you know being able to create accomplishments and finish you know see goals all the way through and even set goals or um have direction or do anything consistently i have i have to go back and i have to remember that i've made a decision to do something and i have to 
commit to that decision and, and I have to like look at I might have to give some stuff up right in order to make this happen right and and some of that includes you know like you going to school you know one of the things that you had to give up in order to have the career you have now and Jordan can probably relate with this is your old career right you know your old safety net you know so stability and sometimes getting these accomplishments puts us in a position where there's going to be a lot of fear you know um the great thing about sobriety and recovery and the movement that we're in is that there's a ton of evidence that it's fucking miserable out there you know right (laughs) there's just so much going on that can prove that it's not going to get any fucking better has not changed you know there's there's nothing that's going to convince me that taking a drink is going to lead me to happiness, mm. you know, thankfully. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. That's a huge accomplishment because it took me my whole life up until this time around to get that understood mm-hmm. that it's fucking miserable out there. And if I can grab a hold of what I know and have the courage to step into what might be, you know, what a great place to be mm-hmm. when, when, uh, we decided to get pregnant, you know, me and Avery, we wanted children and we were not in the best of positions to start having children. Right. You know, people would have, to be fair, would have said we were fucking nuts <laughs> on probation, living in a camper, first year of sobriety, uh, you know, $9 an hour. We're fucking sweeping floors for this guy. She was working at a restaurant, but and, and I wouldn't suggest this, but I wouldn't not suggest it because it turned out so good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the greatest accomplishments of my life is being a father. Right. Because uh, it has put me in a position where I fully recognize my responsibility to other human beings and not just keeping them alive, which is kind of a big deal. Right. <laughs> like, like probably ought to keep them alive but also directing them in a way to, to best set them up to win in life Mm -hmm. as best as I can. And so that puts a lot of work for me to learn a lot about myself and the world around me as I understand it. And so like this week, it was so cool because, um, you know, my seven year old has been just killing it at life. He's only seven, but he's been just crushing it. I love that. He's, He's, Great. He's been doing all of his Montessori works at school. Uh, he's been, you know, like getting dressed without asking. He's been really uh, uh, directing his brother and his sister really well on, you know, probably better not do that shit. Like, fuck, just ask me how I know. <laughs> kind of just being the big brother. And so, um, so Saturday, we, uh, he was sleeping and, and I was like, yeah, fuck, he's, He's seven. Let's uh, wake him up. Take him to work with me today. Huh. You know? And so I woke him up and I told him I need to talk to him. And he got up and he came and he, he sat down like a, like a young man. And he's like, what's up? <laughs> he wasn't really sure. And I, and I told him, like, you know, you've been doing all these things. And I think it's great. And, and I think I should take you with me to work today. And, like, he just fucking lit up. Oh, really? He's like, oh. And, and he was trying to contain himself because he's a little G. He's, he's awesome, but he's just, he's like, all right, what's up, man? Let's, 
<laughs> he was super excited. And so I was like, you need to get dressed. You need to get a long sleeve shirt on, you know, shoes, all this stuff. Boom. He was on it. And, and I got to take him to work. And, you know, we're demolition. We were demoing this old building downtown and like tearing off lath and plaster. And uh, it was so much fun to watch him feel accomplished at such a young age, mm. you know, watch him. And then to listen to his uh, demeanor while working. And, and I told him, I said, you know, when you act big, you get treated big. And that's kind of the way we are, too in our society and, and in our lives, you know, when we act responsibly, we get treated responsibly. You know, when I was using and drinking, I got treated as such right? by the authorities, by the judge, by as I should have been. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for somebody to come around and I think it's important for our listeners and, and the people watching to understand if you were attempting sobriety, that is a big fucking deal. Sure. It is so big because we are so dangerous behind the wheel. We are so dangerous blacked out. We are so dangerous in the disease, in the obsession. You know, when we're willing to do anything to change the way we feel about ourselves and get out of our skin and, and, and we're willing to, to go to any lengths to stay loaded. It is such a dangerous place for the people that love us and the people we don't know mm -hmm. that the accomplishment that comes along with, with life-changing sobriety is fucking massive. Right. And that's why we celebrate it. That's why it's okay for you to come and say, I got fucking 24 hours right. today. That's why it's okay to come and say, I've made the decision to quit drinking today. You know, it's huge because we get to be responsible for a message of hope to other people that are struggling like us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's important to, to remember sometimes when we're celebrating these accomplishments is that we, we celebrate these with a couple of different purposes, right? For a couple of different reasons. Like one is that we deserve to, we deserve to feel that we deserve to feel that win. And, and celebrating can do that for us, right? Like right. When I pick up a chip, it, you know, for however many days or however many years, there's this sense of pride that I have that, man, I can't believe I've made it this far. I get to look back and, and remember what it was like, and I get to, you know, really see what has happened from that point until now and take stock and just, and just treat my life with gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, because it could have been so, so different. Like we always talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't be here. You probably shouldn't be here, you know? And, and the other reason, which I think is almost more important is to, to have somebody new in recovery say, Oh my God, like I, I can't imagine getting five years. Like, <laughs> wow, look at this guy. Like he, you know, like there, there's some hope. Yeah. that comes with that right for for us people who were new in recovery and hearing people celebrate like that much time was unfathomable <laughs> because we were just so broken and so busted yeah. and and corrupt and and 
bankrupt in, in almost every way possible that to even think on the same plane as being able to put together that much sober time, whether it was 30 days or fucking 20 years, man. Like yeah. I was just blown away by anybody celebrating that much time, you know? And so it's important for people that are new or people that are finally fucking getting the courage to take that journey to see that it is possible. Like, look at what I've accomplished, and I came from the same place that you did. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know, do you know how that feels? B- big deal. It's so dope. You know? Such a big deal. So, what was it like for you when you were new? I mean, did <laughs> Which you time? Did you did you do the same thing I did where you really like you would see people with with X amount of time and just say no way. No yeah, way. Early on, yeah, yeah, like like way early like in my 20s when when uh when I went to treatment at 24 um you know it, it like I remember hearing somebody talk about being 25 years sober like i went to a convention right. and if you if you've never been to a to a convention okay an aa convention an aa or na convention or recovery convention they're pretty cool because they do this thing called a clean time countdown or a sobriety countdown mm-hmm. and and what it is is they'll start with like in AA, they'll probably start with like a hundred years. Anybody got a hundred years sober? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's probably some fucking guy there that has it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll go down from there, you know. And they have people stand up, you know, at seventy-five years, fifty years, and we know people now that have fifty years mm-hmm. in 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 sobriety, you know. Um, but they will start with that and and then go down from there, from fifty years to. 40, 30, 20, and then 18 years. And anybody that has that amount of time will stand up. They'll get counted. And the closer you get to 24 hours, the louder the crowd gets. Mm -hmm. You know, the louder the energy starts getting, the bigger the celebration starts going. You get down into, you know, anybody with one year of sobriety. And there's more people. The lower you go, the more people stand up and get counted. And so, you know, and then you get down to like 30 days and then they start counting the days, right? 29 days. It goes from years to months to days and it starts getting louder and louder and louder. And it gets down to, you know, anybody in here with 24 hours stand up. And, and if anybody stands up and there always is, everybody just loses their mind in celebration for those people. And, and like we were all there right oh yeah and, and and so i went to this this convention and I, I remember hearing some of these high numbers like that mm-hmm. you know and and feeling that energy and was just like how in the fuck can right. you get right 25 years without a drink you know or using of, of any kind and and stay happy yeah yeah maybe that's the the tricky part is how do you do it and be okay yeah i couldn't fucking but i wasn't happy using either right right Mm -hmm. you know the the illusion of joy was so fucking crazy for me in active addiction Mm -hmm. you know because nothing was working 
I couldn't use to be happy. I couldn't fuck to be happy. I couldn't stay sober to be happy. Stealing shit wasn't making me happy. Working wasn't making me happy. I wasn't winning one way or the other. Right. And and for whatever reason, I just believed in the process. And even though I couldn't stay sober consistently until this last time that I got with a sponsor and I started working the steps and I started looking at accomplishment in a different way, you know, I believed that the process could work for somebody. I just didn't know that it would necessarily work for me, but it did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So absolutely, you know, like like seeing 20 years was really elusive to me. But they told me early on, the only way you get 20 years is by not taking a drink. That's all there is to right, it. Right, right. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. If you want to get happy, you know, then you got to do some shit. You got to accomplish some things. You got to set some goals. Right. You got to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you do those things, what happens, the reason that those things that, that, that those things work is because doing hard things works. Doing things outside of your comfort zone is what creates self-esteem inside of us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only thing that has ever worked. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you go out and you do something hard, like get 24 hours or work step one or reach out to, to somebody online and let them know that, that you're struggling and they reach back and you connect, you know, anytime you do something hard, that's what builds self-esteem. Right. And self-esteem is the thing that brings joy and fulfillment and happiness into your life like having a, a high opinion of yourself mm-hmm. through your actions right now i know that there's some like psychological things or whatever that that you know what what is it a narcissist is going to love themselves well, re- regardless but i mean in general with most yeah, people i think that most people can recognize the difference too between between recognizing your own accomplishments and being in narcissistic yeah, behavior. I think so too. You know? But I want to, like, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I think that confidence and self-esteem are, they play a huge role, if not everything in, in accomplishing things. Um, but what, what I have found and tell me if you, if you can identify or relate with this at all, but like, early in recovery or early in my career or early in, you know, just early in my journey, um, I, I would just find myself so jealous of other people's (laughs) accomplishments, you know, and that character defect within me was just rampant. Like, and other people would get new jobs or, you know, like take all these steps. And it was so easy for me to, um, to discredit their accomplishment and make it a problem for myself. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck you. Like, uh, you know, like I, I wish I, I wish I could it's do It's easy for you. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, like how come I can't do that? You know? And just really, again, like, because you know this and, and anybody listening can probably identify as well. Like my, like the nature of what it is that I deal with will find a problem with everything. <laughs> So if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm celebrating the fact that, you know, I got this new job, this position, I'm making, you know, six figures and I think me and the wife are going to move. And this is somebody that I've watched grow from ground zero. There is a part of me that will say, how come I'm not? Right. You know, and just 
And all of a sudden, that person's accomplishment is detrimental to my own self-esteem. And it's like, usually if I'm in that space, though, I get to step back and look at that and be like, what's going on with me? Like, Mm -hmm. this person did nothing wrong. Like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with what they did. And in fact, I should be praising this person. Like, how great is that, you know? And really, like, look in, look deep within myself. Well, it turns out that, you know, like, I'm, I'm not feeling confident. Well, why am I not feeling confident? Well, I haven't done anything hard in a minute, you right. know? Or, like, where am I at spiritually? Am I connecting to myself? Am I connecting to others? Am I, am I you know, really helping, you know, others or getting out of my own way or getting out of my own head and, and, and you know, making those things and taking those actions that I know that make a spiritual difference in me? Am I doing any of that stuff? Yeah. You know, and take an honest look at my appraisal and say, you know what? Like, there's a reason I feel that way. Like, I, what an opportunity. Like, at least now when I feel those emotions, those negative emotions, I can think, hey, that's a call to action. Like, maybe I need to take some steps to do some shit so that that's not where my thought goes when somebody's celebrating something. Yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty good program. Well, it sounds like, you know, pretty decent. I, I, I try to do the work, right? It's, uh, well, it sucks hating on people. Right, right. Yeah. Especially like, why do I want to hate great, on people? You know, and, and that that was a, a big part of it for me was, was that, which I can relate with. Mm-hmm. And of course, this isn't my life. Of course, I can't get that way because why would I be able to? Right. Mm-hmm. All the things you were talking about before, I'm not enough of this or that or this. I don't have the correct resources. And, and the cool thing about it is, is that try something. Right. And see how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we've, we've enjoyed this, this progression of health together, mm-hmm. which, uh, it's been almost a year since, uh, you and I had really buckled down mm-hmm. on like, all right, the fucking binging has to stop party's over man. you know and and it's been it's been really neat to watch in real time what both of us have gone through over the course of the last year because physically you know and i i have to commend you on on your accomplishment as far as getting healthier goes right because uh i january 1 2020 like we both set out to to really change some things in our lives mm-hmm. as far as what was okay and what wasn't okay. And, and the, the sneak eating and the fucking, the, the snacking and the fucking lack of exercise and, and all those things that we were doing, uh, in December of 2019 were just killing us. Oh yeah. You know? Yep. And, and, uh, what we ended up doing was like talking it through calling each other on cravings you know we knew how to stay sober right we had sponsors we had uh meetings we had all those things what we didn't know how to do was stop snacking Mm -hmm. and we didn't know how to stop hiding our snacking and we didn't know how to stop lying about how fucking scheming well i was so fucking delusional about how how out of shape I really was, you know, and, and I had a lot of wins, a lot of physical wins even then, you know? And so 
your accomplishments, you can accomplish on top of your accomplishments. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Like you can take your sobriety to the next level. You can take your fitness to the next level. You don't have to stop at, uh, at a certain point, you know, and we see it all the time in recovery where there's the guy there that never worked the steps or that only worked the steps once. And he has the same message now as he did back then. And that's great. I'm glad. I hope it's working for him. That's not me. I have to continue to accomplish stuff because one of the things that I need are these dopamine hits. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I need, I need those little, those little instances of, uh, of, of happiness that come from, me doing hard things yeah you know yeah and like i don't know i i i think that accomplishments are okay to be celebrated they need to be celebrated yeah i agree well great stuff man man. you know dopamine's a big deal dopamine is 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 uh it's what it's sort of all about (laughs) Kind kind of doing doing something and accomplishing it uh gives us a dopamine hit and the reason that i keep saying dopamine is because there's some really great information that comes from our war story story. yeah Uh, it yeah our war story is great she she has a lot of uh uh kayla kayla uh, kayla has a lot of information about um the the chemical side of addiction which I really, really appreciated, and it kind of made me realize that in the end, we're still drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> like I still, I still, I just do different shit for that dopamine hit. Yeah, you know, that's what it's always been about, right? Apparently, mm-hmm. you know, and and I've shared before about you know me not necessarily believing I'm a spiritual being, but I'm definitely a biological being. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at any at any case, you know, and that's kind of starting to change. I'm starting to step more back into my spirituality and stuff like that. Um, but you know, Kayla's story, there's, there's so much in it that I can relate with, you know, Oh yeah. especially is, you know, finding any reason to continue drinking. Like this is a good one. Mm-hmm. This is a good reason to drink. I, you know, she mentions, she's talking about, you know, that, Oh, there's always a, like, I gotta, I can't, I can't quit drinking this week. I got a wedding to go to and they're going to be, you know, they expect me to oh, drink. Yeah, I remember all that. that. And she, she just delivers it so well. It almost feels like a Ted talk and I yeah. can, can feel, you know, she has a, a great deal of accomplishment in her life. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. And, and sobriety is, is, uh, is one of many. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're grateful for her. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she starts it out really well, and we'll just let her tell it. So, yeah. yeah, without further ado, here is Kayla's War Story. Hey, you guys. My name's Kayla. Um, you can find me on Instagram if you'd like, at the underscore sober underscore therapist. But I just kind of wanted to share with you guys a little bit about my story and... Um, what I've gone through and what's brought me to where I am today. So I want to start off with a poem that I wrote early last year that I really feel like encompasses what addiction was for me. I am an addict. I am addicted to the numbing of the mind, to the fading away of the people and the noise around me. 
I crave the ecstasy that is my thoughts, my feelings, my life as they fade into an afterthought. I am an addict. Not in the belligerent, obsessive form of the word that forces one to lust after their next fixed, but rather I am enslaved to the escape from reality, to a detached outlook on life. I have given pieces of myself to people without even the faintest of memory. I have used words as weapons and wounded those I love. I have risked the very safety and life's blood of those around me in order to reach a mere destination. I have lost myself. I give myself over to these habits again and again. For what? To fit in with those around me? To participate with people in my life? To feel accepted? Since when is the honorable, healthy, healing approach to life frowned upon? All that I have gained from these endeavors is an abounding sense of guilt, shame, and embarrassment. So where does this take me? I am an addict. I am recovering. I am living life day to day, taking each moment as it comes my way. So I wrote that early last year around my first attempt at sobriety. And I didn't destroy my life in addiction. I was going to school. I worked two jobs. I maintained friendships. But on the surface, what looked like a hardworking, strong, independent woman was really an empty shell looking for any way to be fulfilled. I had a relatively happy childhood, but I had been searching my whole life for that magic something to make everything better, to make my world make sense. For a long time, I searched for my meaning and for my purpose in men. Growing up, I jumped from one relationship to another, grasping at any attempt to establish connection and feel loved. When ultimately, I didn't find that missing piece, I'd cut my losses. I was a storm moving on from one to the next, not caring who I hurt in my wake. When I got to college, I tried alcohol for the first time, and it wasn't some magical aha moment where I found what I'd been missing. But what alcohol did start to give me was connection. I gained friendships, memories, and most importantly in my little world at that time, attention from men. For years, drinking to have fun was enough. What I didn't know, what someone actually pointed out to me a few years ago, was that blacking, blacking out is not a normal part of drinking. I sincerely wholeheartedly thought that everyone blacked out when they drank. When people would say they were buzzed, I thought that that meant when you were unable to see straight. I had a very skewed sense of what I thought was normal and what was abnormal. Um, but despite this alarming discovery, I continued down my path because I was content. I was content to forget my nights, forget my troubles, and forget my feelings. Alcohol gave me the ability to simultaneously make what I thought at the time was true connection with others and disconnection from my own reality. For as long as I can remember, I've struggled with emotions. Um, I have trouble, trouble expressing emotions, but also feeling them and putting them into words. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a sociopath. I'm actually very empathetic and I can take on the feelings and emotions of others. But when I come to myself, I was like a brick wall. I had everything locked away tight and no one needed to get in. What I didn't realize was that I was not only keeping others at arm length, but I was keeping myself at arm's length. For months, I had this internal battle raging. I sat between knowing that I had to give up drinking and thinking to myself that I couldn't possibly be an addict. I was working two jobs, getting my master's degree in a healthy relationship. I was lying to myself, hiding behind my mask because I, didn't, I wasn't ready to let go of my escape. 
I didn't know how to cope with my feelings. I didn't know how to handle stress, disappointment, and hardship without alcohol. I had associated alcohol with not only all of the lows, but with all of my highs. I drank to numb the bad days and to celebrate the good days, which ultimately led to me having a drink, led to me having a reason to drink on most days. There was always an excuse I could give myself on why I couldn't give up alcohol just yet. So-and-so's birthday's next week. Oh, then the 4th of July. Oh, and then I have a bachelorette party. I'll think about giving up alcohol once I get through all of that. But the thing is, is there's always gonna be one more celebration, one more party, one more holiday. As addicts, we give ourselves every excuse in the book to drink. We become master manipulators of our own realities and we become good at fooling even ourselves. Early last year, I had my first attempt at sobriety. I poured my bottles down the drain and told people I was taking a break. I wasn't quite ready to say that I was done drinking forever. And because I wasn't able to admit that to others, I left the door cracked for my addiction. And sure enough, just shy of two months sober, that sneaky little voice crept back in and told me, you can have just one. I feel like this is such a common phrase that we tell ourselves. You can have just one, you can control it, you can drink normally. And I let that voice pull me in and I went right back to where I had been two months earlier, drinking to numb the pain and to celebrate the good. It was easy to sink right back into old patterns because society says that alcohol is positive. Alcohol is something we should indulge in. Did you know that alcohol is just ethanol? Ethanol is what we use to fuel our cars. Gasoline and drinking alcohol are chemically the same substance and we put that into our bodies and we're told it's good for us. It's interesting when you find the articles that say some part of drinking is good for you. When you look at who, into who funds those articles, you know what you find? Big alcohol. They want us to convince ourselves that one glass of wine is good for your heart. They don't want us to know that more people in America die from alcohol-related causes than any other drug. They don't want us to get in on all of the reasons alcohol is poisoning us because they profit from our use, our addiction, and our sickness. It's hard to look back on those couple of months that I lost by giving back into my addiction. But ultimately, I'm really thankful. Those two months of sobriety convinced my boyfriend to go completely sober and he just celebrated 500 days. It took me a while to come back into my sobriety, but falling back into my old patterns of use got me to where I am now. I know there's no looking back for me. I know that living life sober is the only way for me. I may not have destroyed my life, but if I had continued down the path I was on, I am fully convinced that I would have lost everything. In sobriety, I have found the true meaning of connection. I have allowed myself to feel and experience emotions, and it's freaking hard, but it's also beautiful and real and raw. And I'm no longer numbly coasting through life going through the motions, but I'm consciously experiencing each and every moment instead of experiencing those events from a fuzzy, blurred perspective. I'm now fully present with the people I love and I'm creating memories that I will carry with me through the rest of my life. I wouldn't trade what I have gone through, through for anything. My addiction helped me to discover my passion for others hurting and to be a voice for those struggling with addiction. Through my addiction, I have found a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging in the world that I don't need a man or alcohol to fill. Working where I do now in an inpatient substance abuse clinic as a therapist I have learned so much about addiction and recovery that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Most interesting to me is learning about the neuroscience behind addiction. There's this great talk by Complex Care that talks about our bodies and its relation to dopamine. 
So dopamine is the chemical responsible for motivation and our ability to feel pleasure. Our bodies need dopamine in order to survive. And on a normal day, your body naturally produces 50 nanograms per deciliter of dopamine. 50 nanograms per deciliter is essentially what you need to get out of bed, go to work and get shit done. On our best days, best day of your life, our bodies can naturally reach 100 grams per deciliter of dopamine. Our favorite foods release about 96 nanograms per deciliter of dopamine and sex produces about 92 nanograms per deciliter. On our very worst days, the days where we can't get out of bed, our bodies lie naturally around 40 nanograms per deciliter. When we introduce substances into our bodies, the rush of dopamine that our bodies receives is unnatural and therefore naturally unattainable. Substances like marijuana, alcohol, and heroin release levels of dopamine into the high hundreds. Meth hits the ceiling, bringing in 1,100 nanograms per deciliters of dopamine. And that's more than 10 times what our body can naturally produce on the very best days of our lives. Everything else in our life begins to pale in comparison to the high that we receive from our substance because our bodies become naturally accustomed to these abnormal levels of dopamine. And when we strip those substances away, our bodies, bodies struggle to naturally produce dopamine and then we hit an all-time low, sometimes leveling as low as 10 nanograms per deciliter. Early sobriety is hard mentally, physically, and spiritual for everyone but people often feel that it's impossible to get through life. And that's because chemically it almost is impossible. Our bodies are functioning at an extremely scarily low level of dopamine, which makes getting out of bed excruciating, let alone seeing a doctor going to meetings and seeing a therapist. I think it's important for those in early recovery to know that how they're feeling is normal. It's normal to feel like you're dying and that you can't push through, but guess what? You can you're gonna start feeling more normal as your body begins to regulate. That doesn't mean that every day is gonna be rainbows and butterflies, but it does mean that you'll begin to be able to function at a normal level again. There are gonna be hard days, but those hard days are what make the great days so much better. It takes our brains up to two years to fully heal from the damage that substances can do. Two years, that's a long ass time. We have to remember that we are healing Years of damage can't be undone in one day, one week, or even one year. We have to approach ourselves with grace and self-compassion, allowing ourselves to have those bad days, but reminding ourselves that it's gonna be okay. There, we're gonna be able to get through it and there are better days lying ahead. I'm over three months into my sobriety and I still have hard days, but my life has reached a point where I know there's no turning back. There's no going back for me because I know how low I was. I know what brought me to where I am. And while sometimes it's hard to look back on that side of me, I'm so grateful that it brought me here. And I'm so grateful for the connections that I have made and for the work that I'm doing now. I wouldn't trade my journey for anything. So I wanna thank you guys for listening to a little bit of my story and what I had to share. If you wanna reach out just to follow my journey, or you want to reach out and have questions or talk, I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to answer any questions that I can or point you in any direction that I can share. Um, so look me up again. My name's Kayla Lowe. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore sober underscore therapist. Um, I look forward to hearing from you and thanks for letting me share a little bit of myself. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. We're grateful for the work you're doing too. Yeah, we sure are. The work you've done. 
Yeah, thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. Dude, I really like that poem. Yeah. She started out with that poem. It yeah. was so, so good. And um, she's, she's great. Yeah. I, I love, I love the part in that where she talks about, you know, being a slave to escape from reality, mm. escaping from reality. Yeah. Dude, I identify with that so much. Like I, yeah. I was, you know, I don't just do that with drugs and alcohol. You know, I do it with, I, I can really get into escaping reality in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like TV, video games. Sure. You know, I can, food. Food. Oh, yeah. Food. I mean, yeah. You can check out for sure, you know. And, you know, I, I, my, my coach talks about it all the time, too. You know, that's, that's what our main problem is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if, if we can move into, you know, continuing in our accomplishments, we get further and f- further from, from needing to escape reality. Right. You know, so, and, and just like she said, you know, we're able to find connections in recovery. Right. You know, connecting with people, you know, because she used alcohol for her ability to connect with people even though she could you know she talked about being able to connect with people emotionally and stuff but not connecting with herself right and i could relate with that oh yeah 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 i mean i was constantly you know just just completely disconnected and anytime i started to feel feel like when I could actually begin to feel what it really felt like to be inside my body, I wanted <laughs> oh, out. Oh, fuck dude. that. I wanted out. I was yeah. like, oh, God. Like, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking of, like, the many the many times that I sobered up from a bender. Yeah. And, you know, just that next day going, oh, fuck. Like, this is the... My reality is the worst. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I identified with that and she, and you know, she talked about her journey of getting sober and she talked about how she kind of left the back door open for herself all the and, time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've done that myself, man. Like, especially with food, like, <sighs> you know, I'll, I'll get on a good kick and, and like, and we talk about it now and you know, like Thanksgiving, uh, you know, it's just right around the corner. The holidays are right around the corner and we always have these instances where it's like, yeah, but you know, like, well, what am I going to do on that day? Like, I might as well just do whatever up until then or, or you know, like, yep. whatever. Just leave that back door open just enough that, you know. I'll, my, I'll stop eating after Thanksgiving. Yeah, my addiction will will creep up on me. And, and, and really, you know, like, it, it it's ugly. Yeah. It gets ugly. It does. So yeah, She, did a, she get, did a great job of, of sharing her experience with that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, I loved, I loved her informative information on the dopamine. I know. I didn't know all that. I mean, I knew some, but the details, the details that she had about, you know, the amount of dopamine that we received from these different activities was, it was fascinating to hear. Yeah. it, It was interesting to hear that, you know, your favorite food will give you more dopamine than sex. Not surprised. <laughs> I probably turned down sex for pizza. Isn't that crazy? You know, but then meth. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I did not know that about meth. I didn't know that meth was actually the number one. Yeah, that high. Mean. And that high. Yeah. Like a thousand times higher. So that's crazy. But I'm grateful that she's healing and helping other people heal. What what 
a great place for her to be at a treatment center helping mm -hmm. other people you know get sober i'm just glad that she's on this side of the table yeah me too mm -hmm. me too i think the world would be a lesser place without her in it for sure she's got such a like even even through zoom we can just feel her energy and yeah her, she's just such a great person and and genuine you know you can feel how how wonderful she is and i'm so grateful for her you know yeah. thank you thank you for sharing your story yeah, and your poem you so much putting yourself out there um and and i'm sure we will see her on a ted talk or something you know? yeah she's not done right no like yeah. like it was her her story was on point i loved it yeah, she was she was great, and and like she said, if you want, you know, reach out to her. I love it when people put themselves out there because I, I really want you know people to to realize we've talked a lot in this show about what it was like to be new or or the newcomer, right? And yeah. like people that might be watching this, like I don't think that they they understand that that's real. Yeah. When somebody when somebody says that, whether it's in a meeting or on a podcast or on Instagram, when they say, please contact me if you are struggling or if you have questions, I'm, I'm making myself available for you. That is real. That is genuine. Mm -hmm. Like if you are struggling or you need help or you have questions, please reach out. These people, you know, we, we, we've met and we know so many people that have put themselves out there and that is real. That is, right. a, a, you know, this is the community that we are now a part of that, that we're so blessed to be a part of. And, and, and I hope that people that might be struggling will take her up on that. Yeah. yeah she gave her information and, you know, on, on uh, along with that, you know, reach out to us. You can, you can mm -hmm. reach us at the other side of hell one Oh one on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at the other side of hell at gmail.com. You know, if you want to tell your story on this platform, we'd be more than happy to feature you here. Um, just get a hold of one of us. Um, what else? Yeah. I don't, uh, good show. All that. I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. With the help of others, like we're accomplished, you know, I think, you know, coming off of the hills of what you were saying, as far as reaching out, you know, I think one of the biggest accomplishments that I've ever had in my life is the ability to sit down with another person and help them through a struggling moment. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's for that moment, it's the biggest accomplishment. It's such an honor to be on this side of the table, to be with you, to be with Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Another, another great episode. Yeah. And we did it. We did it. We, we did it. We accomplished this episode today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And with that, we will see you on the other side. You are worth the work. Absolutely. <laughs>